0: Peace. What's happening, good people? This gift here from Pay Us No Mind. And you're about to hear my interview with Bryce Weiner, a blockchain developer and creator of the TAO slash XTO coin. It's called TAO and it's also called XTO. So you can find it as either or on whatever exchange you use. Now, I'll let him explain who he is and what he does. But we had some technical difficulties with the audio. So, I'm going to give you guys a quick run through of everything and start the interview from the point where the audio quality picked up. So to explain alt market and the TAO slash XTO coin, it basically turns artists into a kind of stock where rather than fans buying an album, they can buy a share of stock in the artist. As the artist becomes more successful, the value of his stock increases, which can be traded on exchanges for other currencies, including U.S. dollars. Now, this conversation I had with Bryce covers a lot of things regarding the music industry and artist value and a whole bunch of stuff, including the blockchain stuff. So make sure you pay attention and just soak it up. Here goes. Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, this thing had blacked out. Like whatever you were saying for that whole stretch got lost. All of that stuff. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't hear nothing.
1: That's all right. I, I do much better with conversations as opposed to like just opining forever. So, ask me a couple of questions. What's what's inter What what are the things about this technology that interest you the most? What's the potential that you see for it? I mean, I would just like to, to,
0: for things to be a little bit um, fairer, and just for artists to be able to like basically you know provide for themselves better you know and 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 kind of break out of this this chain of exploitation where it's like you have value but you're not really able to capitalize off of your value until like you become this super big famous artist you know and until that point basically everybody else is just like, just exploiting you and making money off of you you know and the way that it kind of works now is artists are put in a situation where unless they're bringing in like a lot of money or have a lot of like traction and because of people consuming their content is kind of looked at as like, you have no value, but you do have value in the sense that something like SoundCloud, like they make money off of all of those smaller art, the the collective audience of all of the smaller artists, you know, kind of get lumped into like this group of people that they sell ads to and that they try to sell SoundCloud go to, but then the artists aren't allowed to monetize and all that other stuff. You know, And just the whole system and the way (laughs) that it's built in regards to ASCAP and the way they function and and, the way of being able to basically not take smaller artists who are getting their music played on college radio and things like that and kind of taking the money from the smaller artists and giving it to the bigger artists. So I would kind of like to see that whole system disrupted, you know, where the smaller artists who are kind of doing a thing can benefit from that rather than just being exploited in the way they are now, you know?
1: No, that it's a, that's an excellent point. And, and like that exploitation goes on even after an artist is dead. Like Mm -hmm. once, once you're dead and gone, and this is one of the things we deal a lot with legacy acts right now, because new and emerging artists are very hard to establish that long tail of monetization for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. What, once we get this worked out with some of these legacy acts that we're working with, for instance, we got money and digital underground, mm. like just in the mix in the nineties from, you know, it just in, it. you know, these are about as OG as you can get in the, in the, in the hip hop scene. And like their, their brand carries forward for decades. And what we're looking to do is help those artists that are already monetized like the digital undergrounds, and prove this stuff works and use those legacy artists to give back to the emerging artists through participation in this platform, because the, you know, the fans, the people, if you want to call it that the crowds, the unwashed masses, as they are, are going to come to the platform for the big names, but they're going to stay for the little guys, because new music discovery is really tough. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about exploitation, if you're an artist and you launch your own branded crypto token, you, you, can, every time anybody ever tries to exploit you, you cash it. Anytime your brand is out there and, and raises in profile and the amount, you know, there's more people, your brand is higher in demand, your token value will go up. We've measured this consistently in the markets. This is a known behavioral fact of cryptocurrency markets. So if you're like a little band and you got a a, a five bars, you know, in a small town and you branch out a bit, suddenly you're doing a couple, uh, you know, a few shows a a month in a major metropolitan area, your brand is expanded in demand if you sign a deal with somebody to do some promotions or maybe even, God forbid, a tour, uh, every, to every new person that hears about your brand is additional value. And we've, we've created a way to capture that value and have that retain in the control of the artist. It's your brand, you own it. And we even did this in, even in the major labels approaching it through the merchandising stream. Because through the merchandising stream, that's one of the things that artists have the most control over. You know, the record label might take a cut over it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the t-shirts that you sell are yours, basically. And how you monetize yourself is essentially up to you. Of course, the label helps and all. But, you know, it, it, that that's pretty much on you. And that kind of monetization, all of it, adds value to a brand. Every T-shirt sold gets your brand out there, and now it's not just about selling music. Now it's about getting your brand out there, and the music is the value. Has it's the way to communicate with your audience. So if you look like you know, uh, the ways that that people currently look at monetizing music like, oh, man, I got to get on Spotify and then I got to get them links out there so people can, you know, so they got something to click on because every time they click on that link, that's, you know, cash in my pocket. Uh, that That's just that's chasing pennies, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that's that's not the way to make money in music. It's just not. You play your music, you sell tickets, you take a you take a cut of the door you 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 sell you have a merch table man every time i go and see a band and they don't have a merch table i want to i literally want to like walk up to somebody and slap them (laughs) like how are you making money you this this, that merchandising is your business but you know what bryce it's not really i mean but you
0: know what go ahead yeah because it's like it's it's just it's kind of like mindfuckery, so to speak. I mean, the whole system and, and, and particularly in hip hop, you know, it's, is everybody has kind of been engineered to think that the big payoff is down the line, like to, to, to just basically give everything away now and wait to get famous. And then once you get famous, all of the money starts coming in. So a lot of people don't really recognize their value because they're just basically scraping until. They become famous until they like they see their name all over social media and they see their name on absolutely TV and not. on the radio because they think that that is when they're supposed to get paid. So a lot of artists aren't even thinking about making money now, you know, so it's like it's just that. In
1: culture. Fact, I will I will tell you straight up right now. I will tell you the secret to landing a major record deal. And this is this is absolutely valid in 2017. We have actually brought artists up. And gotten them signed with major labels, and, and we, I mean, so like, and this is in the last year, so this is not talking out of my ass, or this is not theory or anything like that. This is actually what we do with artists, and and part of the I, I, I don't believe in just blockchain throwing money at people. We do a we're working with Boogie Shack Music Group. We are our, our part. That's Hakeem Draper. He's, he used to be a, a director of licensing out at Warner, and now he does A and R and artist development and and out of his incubator I will tell you straight up the one thing that a that a record label wants to be able to know is that you have the ability to make the money <laughs> that's it and it doesn't matter how you make money it it it, it, it you your biz, your music is your business and and the artistry is what brings people in the door and within, and is what opens up their wallets And when they're ready to open up their wallets, you gotta have the stuff there for them to buy. That's that's you know, when when you when a when you're an artist and and someone buys t-shirts, they're telling you they love you. And if you don't want to hear that people love you, you not be in music. Because that's kind of what it's about, you know. Everybody wants that rush of of having their artistry appreciated. And every t-shirt sold. Is, is somebody saying, I appreciate your music so much. I don't even need to listen to it. I will wear it. Yeah.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll support you. I will support you. Yeah. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like when I, when I, when I was looking into TAO and just like, you know, um, cause, uh, I got like the, um, the update and the, um, the Slack group that you guys have, you know, about the alt uh-huh. market and the, and the, um, and you know, the initial artist offerings and all of that stuff, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is great because it was basically, uh, creating a system where, um, artists, it, it becomes like, like, almost like, um, the, 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 the baseball cards and stuff that everybody used to trade back in the days, the rookie That's cards, right. where it was like, you know, you buy a, a somebody, you buy Jordan's card when he first get in the league and then he goes on to become Michael Jordan. And now that card is like worth all of this value, you know? So it's like rather than creating a system where, you know, because a lot of times, you know, artists, it, unless they have like certain management or certain agents or certain people around them, you know, they might not be able to monetize things that they that they, that they got going on. Like you, I know artists like in, in New Orleans that they got stuff cooking. They not like Beyonce level, but they got stuff cooking out there. But because they don't know agents and stuff like that, they can't really monetize they their their buzz to a great extent. You know what I'm saying? But they at a point where Spotify calls them and bring them in and is having conversations with them and stuff like that. So it's like people like them who have a following, if they were like to do like a have a token, there's a whole bunch of people that they have that would buy in. You know what I'm saying? That would buy in and be able to support them from now. And then once they got bigger and bigger and bigger, those coins would be worth a lot of money. But people buying in now would allow them to have money to be able to make themselves bigger, to invest in themselves, you know, without waiting for some angel would come in and and just throw cash at them.
1: Yeah. And if you think about like, you know, Michael Jackson coin, right. If, if if we ever get so lucky to land a Michael Jackson estate, for instance, you know, that's a billion dollar token sale. Mm. I mean, that's the king of pop, you know, who would not want a memorial token to Michael Jackson? That's ridiculous. Not even just like one of them, you know, but with a smaller artist, if we go out, like there are, there are, and, and here's the real magic of this system. The cryptocurrency traders are now able to speculate on your abilities to succeed as an artist. And we're actually gonna, we're actually gonna start sending out, cause you know, we're, this is kind of like a Patreon kind of setup, except because of the finance involved, we do have to do a little bit of due diligence and make sure that a band is really a band. You know, you're not just raising money for some imaginary thing. Mm -hmm. And we are doing this specifically for music artists at first. And we're going to send folks out. We're going to verify you're a band. You know, you're playing in some dive bar somewhere. And, man, if you go and do a crowd platform, you could raise $15,000 in two weeks. (laughs) And $15,000 from people all over the world. Who are just they don't even ca- and, and, and i'm gonna be straight with you they don't care about your music your your artistry they don't care about none of that they want to know that you're real that there's a chance that somebody else will follow you and that the value of your token will go up someday mm-hmm. Value in it for them there's value in it for you as the artist and now if you don't, and, and we, you know, at this point, we can't even talk about fans because you're like a little small band. You probably don't even have fans that you're not related to mm-hmm. or like dating or something along yeah. those lines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you get that $15,000, That's studio time, that could be new equipment, that could be voice lessons. And if you really, really, really want it, we have what we call the pipeline where we will help you spend that money Exactly in the ways that we know that that money should be spent in order to have a career that pops mm. because we already already have the pipeline. We're already doing it. People ask me like, you know, what do you do? Cause, cause nobody can really tell what my job is. Yeah. <laughs> my job is actually like in the music industry, like working with Hakeem and, and we just sit around. I mean, we got, we got, we'll have guys, we'll have them go in the studio and they'll cut two or three tracks. And then Hakeem will sit there and we'll just sit there and listen to him for like two hours and just like say, well, all right, well, this track kind of sucked, but their voices are good. And man, this dude needs to loosen up. You know, he sounds like a robot. <laughs> and, and, and that, and just that, those kind of feedback sessions. And then Hakeem takes that feedback back to the artist and then helps hone that, that, that diamond in, in, into something that shines. And it can take maybe like a year, but during that whole year, you are merchant, you are monetizing, you are playing out, you are cutting singles, you have up on Spotify. So while you're building your career, while you're, earn, while you're learning your craft, quite frankly, you are at the same time building all of that stuff that a record label wants to see where you can show them that you are monetizable property and that your artwork is something that's in demand. And man, it's like magic. It's almost to the point now where we can stick just about anybody in one end and and at the other end, get them a record deal. Mm. Like if you got like half an ounce of talent.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, the way I see it is it's kind of like how people play the stock market or even the way people are playing the cryptocurrency market now where they just they don't really know you know, uh what's what and what the technology is, but they just basically hedging their bets. They put money behind everything in the hopes that something pops off. So it's like, all right, well, especially if they got it to spend, they'll just invest in everything. Like, OK, well, I'll pull little little right. over here, pull over money there. And if something take off, then great, you know, but. If, if I lose money, I lose money because they can afford to lose it. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of look at it and it's like, yo, what you were saying before about just people not caring whether the music is good or whatever it's like because they don't, it, they don't, you know, it's
1: just basically gambling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So no, like, exactly. Yeah. And now what we, and we put that gambling to work. You know that the, the payoff in that gambling is that you actually become an artist. Hmm. That's the payoff. Like, the, how does anybody lose in this? And, and and when you talk about compared to the other crypto markets, these are not like vaporware projects. These are actual artists. So you're not investing in some software package that may or may not work someday or, you know, the the network might blow up due to some cat game or something. This is literally like just
0: your stuff. So let me ask you an important question too, man. How, how would like TAO and altcoin and all that other stuff how would that how would it it, it prevent from people uh imitating other people like if like a band like tries to basically get on there and pretend to be another band in order to like you know tokenize themselves and make a whole bunch of money off of somebody else's back
1: you know well that's that's actually part of what we do one of the things that we actually demonstrated this is kind of one kind of our business secrets really is our ability to protect brands inside of the cryptocurrency space. Uh, this is one of the things that I actually bring to the table is, is the knowledge of the markets and how everything operates as well as the legislation and the, and the, uh, the regulation behind it to where we can create tokens that nobody can trade unless we say it's okay that they can trade them. Hmm. And, and that's, that's not even technology. It's purely legal. And nobody wants to face off on the attorneys that we've got on this. They're some of the scariest guys in Hollywood. And these are people whose job it is to protect the images and brands of artists. So when you come into our ecosystem, you instantaneously gain that legal protection. Mm. Like we will go out and we will fight for your brand to be yours for you. And it's, it's in our business interest. So we, we don't even bill you for it. Like we we will just go out and do it and make sure that it gets done. Yeah, but what I'm saying is so so yeah so, yeah go ahead yeah. Oh, uh, I was just to say like anybody who wants to copy. So, for instance, if you're an artist in and but see the thing is you got to be in our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We have no, we have no, you know, business uh interest in helping an artist protect their brand that isn't on our platform. So I mean, let's you know <laughs> let's call yeah, you know really yeah. Interested. But what I'm
0: saying is. It's like, but, let's say, let's say, right? Let's say, um, like, like my artist, right? I, or me, rather. I, I go by it in gifts when I'm doing music. So it's like, let's say, um, I, I, find out about TAO and Oak Market and I'm like, all right, cool. I want to get into the ecosystem. I want to be a part of that. And I go to join and it's already somebody in the ecosystem operating as me. That's not me. What's the measure of recourse that, that, that could artist not happen
1: having? There's no way that could happen. Because oh, okay. of the way, and, and, yeah, and this was like I was saying about before about like kind of the talent scouting thing. Mm-hmm. That's part of our compliance. That's part of our business model. Is you have to prove that you are a real person because, like, you can't just come up and say, "Oh, hey, I'm Taylor Swift. I want to do Taylor Swift coin," and then one day Taylor Swift comes along and goes, "You know, WTF?" Like, it's gonna go. You got to prove you are that artist, and you got to prove. That you have the right to that to that brand, and that you know that that Im- the images to that brand, well, we can't even mm. use it. I mean, we'll we'll straight up to and and we've had some folks. For instance, there's some folks. Uh, one of the mer- one of the hardest things in music right now is there are all of these for like the last forty years. All of the music that everybody loved and like their grandparents and their parents grew up with and stuff. All of the all of the artists are dead or dying. And the music is now up for grabs in the estate. And the first thing that everybody does is try and get as much percentage of those rights as possible. So the first thing when an artist dies is all of their rights go. And and, and all of it just kind of spreads to the wind. Like this is some of the thing with prints. Yeah. And with with uh you know what we're what we're hoping to do is help these estates and there's a lot of them. I mean, pretty much any artist that you've ever loved growing up that is now passed on, their 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 musical catalog catalog is now under heavy dispute, and that's why you don't hear a lot of that music anymore because the monetization for it is totally broken. Hmm. And we're gonna we're, we're we're hoping that we can insert ourselves into those discussions in a way where we can return revenue from that brand and sort of like ease the contention between the, the different sides in those estates because now there's not so, I mean, everybody's fighting for the pennies, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and if we put more pennies on the table, there's less reason to fight. And, and that's kind of the way we're looking at it. So there's, there's a, it's sort of a, a very gentle approach to this, and, and we're hoping to bring back a lot of stuff that folks ain't heard in, like, 10, 20 years. Mm. Like, just, just simply because the estates have had it all, you know, like just crushed. Yeah, I mean... But, but, but to address your point, like, you can't pretend to be Michael Jackson. You can't pretend to be you. You can't pretend to be this artist because you have to legally give right to a... Assi- you know, you have to... It's called an assignment. You have to be able to legally assign us the right to use your to use your image and if you don't have that right we ain't gonna mess with you all
0: right yeah here we go so before we were so rudely interrupted by fraudulent <laughs> oh not fraudulent by like uh, basically in uh uh not so good working uh network um yeah man we're just talking just basically man Artists need a new system set in place that allows them to profit from themselves and do a lot more and rather than just being exploited and having the money go to, you know, bigger artists. Cause another thing, I, a lot of times like on pay Us no mind, I try to explain basically how these monetization systems work on these different platforms and you know, how, how, how they're being used, you know, for the most part, kind of like you know, on, on Spotify, you know, their, their payment system, it's set up where they pay a percentage of royalties based on an artist's percentage of the total number of streams. So I was like, based on that system, it's a system where if you, it's like you have a pie and it's eight pieces to the pie. If you have four pieces, everybody, or you have eight people and eight slices, everybody gets a slice. If you have 16 people, then everybody get half a slice. And the more people, the, le- the more pieces that pie, that pie gets sliced into and the less Everybody gets unless you find ways to eliminate people. You know what I'm saying? And then right. you can give or, you know, whoever you feel like is most, most important, you can give them a bigger slice of the pie. So that to me is reasons why they do things like, you know, uh, they find ways to eliminate people. I mean, SoundCloud is the, the worst violators in regards to just not allowing certain artists to monetize period and, and using those artists to kind of like subsidize them paying the bigger artists. But it's like, you need a system where, you know, if you are getting people, if you got fans, you can make money from your fans as opposed to allowing some platform to make money off of your fans and pay other artists that help them
1: make even more money, you know? Well, and, and if and, and if artists, let's think of it this way, you know, if artists had money to pay lawyers, Spotify would not be doing that shit. Yeah. I mean, straight up. If more, if, if you had $1,000 to hire an attorney to write a cease and desist letter to Spotify because their payment system is broken and they're po- I mean, could you imagine the thousands of letters they would get? <laughs> like I, th- that's the, you know, we, we don't, we don't know how to solve the problems of the music industry. So what we figured out we could do is why don't we just bring enough money into the, it and put it into artists hands and let artists figure out how to solve the music industry. Because everybody else in the entire ecosystem has had their money, you know, had had their hands in the pot for long enough, and and did everything, you know, you know, supposedly to help an artist's career, when really they were just helping themselves. Well, now let's put the power back in the artist's hands, and artists can decide how the money is spent inside the music industry. Maybe they want to give their music away for free forever. Maybe they have such like you know, little Pete. That artist Little Pete, man, yeah. before he died, could you imagine, like, what, what his career would have been? Like, he could have been uh, just, I mean, that dude was amazing. And and his fans were rabid. And, and they would travel around the Southwest to find him and, and, and you know, do his shows and stuff. Like, you cannot even, um, I, I would not even be able to begin to imagine what somebody like Pete would have been able to raise on a platform or building. Like, like it could have been, it could have been millions of dollars and he could, have, you could, you could fundraise an entire tour and give the tickets away for free to everybody who sends you money and still sell, and still sell tickets.
0: Yeah. I mean, the
1: thing about it is I look at it and, and the
0: tokenization thing is kind of like steps away from, cause even though it's, it's not solving all of the industry's problems, it's solving the problems. And Basically, it, it, without even knowing it, because the, the main problems are, you know, uh, record company control over everything and them um, being able to just basically wield a stick of licensing over everybody. So anything that pops up, you know, they can come and it's kind of like 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 ASCAP, so to speak, like a bar pops up and they are playing local musicians music. It's like I believe a, a bar in Portland. You know, they was playing local musicians, but ASCAP come and they say, hey, you're playing music. You got to pay us for the right to play music. And they say, "But well, we're not playing any music from any artists in your catalog. And they say, okay, well, if we have somebody come in here and sit in here every day for a month, you mean to tell me we're not going to hear no music from my catalog? You know, and then that band, that, 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 that band bar ends up having to pay ASCAP like a couple thousand a month. Then BMI comes, then CSAC comes. You know, they got, and next thing you know, that bar stops playing music. And not only do they stop playing music, they stop having live acts and everything. They totally shut down the whole thing. You know, so it's like, to me, that's kind of like what the record companies do to streaming platforms and all this other stuff. They come and they say, hey, well, we have the major catalogs. Our artists, if you want our artists' music or if people are, are, are uploading our artists' music, you got to give us the lion's share of the profits. You got to set up the system. So we make sure that our artists get all of the the, the, the the uh the featured placement and all of that other stuff and we make most of the money and that's kind of where the system is like ruined that. But if you have the tokenization system with altcoins and things like that, I'm not altcoins, but alt market and TAO and stuff like that, then it's just the artists and his fans and the fans supporting you. And it's not really about like any song and how the song is licensed and all of that other stuff. It's just you doing your thing and people saying, Hey, I'm investing in you doing your thing. And then nobody can really come like a record company couldn't come to you guys and be like, yo, listen, you got to make sure that y'all focus on promoting our artists. Because if you don't, we're going to drag you in court and sue the shit out of you for our music existing on your platform. Because there's no music that exists on the platform. It's not about the music. That's know? right. So I appreciate. Yeah. That's like, that's like one of the best things about it. So it's like, and and, and kind of alleviating them and stepping away from that, it kind of solves the the, the the most biggest problem.
1: You know what I'm saying? It solves that most biggest problem. By not trying to tackle it. And, yeah. and I mean, like, we just avoided it completely. And, and instead, we're like, well, you know, let's just look at what cryptocurrency does. And, you know, I love all these blockchain applications. I think they're all amazing. I, I, some of these guys that create this stuff are just absolutely wizards, you know? But at the end of the day, if it isn't going to make your life better, if it's not going to improve your art, if it's not going to improve your career, if it's sort of kind of someday maybe going to fix the music industry, that's great. But it's got such an uphill climb. Like the only thing that blockchain technology has ever sufficiently done is move money from one point to another. And that's why, and that's why we we came at this the way we did. Like that's it. I mean, blockchains create money. They add value to anything that they even companies on the stock exchange can change their name to add the word blockchain, and the stock will go up by twenty five percent. Wow! Like that's that that's how ridiculous markets are right now about this technology, and they always have been, always. And there's no reason to think on the horizon that it's going to stop. That's why we're going to get into this now and, yeah. and, and, open, and open this up in 2018 and really start to show, you know, like, your grandma. And, and I love going around and asking people if they've never heard of if they have, you know Have you heard of Bitcoin? And the answer, you know, eight times out of ten is still no. Which means there's this whole market out there of individuals that we can tap into through the music and, and bring this technology and all of those benefits that everybody touts. And we can put it in their homes in a really easy, simple manner. Yeah, man. I know. I see, I've, I see
0: the craze, you know, with the cryptocurrency thing. And I say, the only thing that kind of bothers me about it and makes me nervous a little bit is just the fact of, you know, um, people are investing in it because of like, Basically hype. You know what I'm saying? People see yeah. everybody else spending money on it and they see the price go up and then more people come and invest in it because they saw the price go up and they put their money in and then the price goes up even more and then more people see the price went up and then they go and put more money in it. And I just feel like, especially with Bitcoin, like at some point people are going to want to cash out. They're going to be like, okay, it's at 20,000 or it's at 30,000. Let me start pulling my money out now, you know, and I, I just don't know, you know, uh, where that where that's going because i know you know the technology and a lot of all of these these cryptocurrencies have technology and they are 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 there to serve a purpose you know so it's like yeah i don't know man if people pull out why
1: imagine imagine now that you're an artist and you launch your coin on our platform and you raise fifteen thousand dollars and you go and you do your thing And then one day, maybe like a year and a half after you raise that money, HBO calls you up and says they want to use one of your songs as the theme song for one of their new series. And they want to do sync licensing deal and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What's the value of your coin when that show airs and a million people watch it and they all go, man, what the hell is that theme song? I have never heard that before. Let me go Google that. You know how many artists have made careers out of that? I know. In I, the last 10, 20 years? Aloe Black. Aloe Black. With, um, Aloe, there I, I, it is. I
0: need a dollar. Um, yep. Yeah.
1: And I mean that. So, so imagine now you're this artist and you're sweating and you're sweating and you finally get this sync licensing deal and you think your career is set now. Finally. Right. And then you suddenly remember that you launched a token on alt market and you go and look at the price and suddenly you you have a million dollars in your pocket you didn't even realize you know you had. Mm. Because, and it's nothing more than monetizing on the fame and recognition that your art creates. Mm. And and it's just a measure of how much you're in demand as an artist.
0: So let me ask you,
1: where does this thing, where, where does it exist
0: now? Like, is it a website or is it like, where is it? Like, I know you say, you know, y'all not like, it's not open to everybody just yet,
1: but is there a place that artists
0: can go to like, get a look at it and see like, oh, no, nope. this is what might be coming.
1: Nah, this, we've got this in the lab right now and, and we're, we're looking to roll this out, uh, into the public in the first part of next year, you know, with the holidays coming and stuff, nobody's really going to be paying attention to it. Nah. So we, we're going to kind of sit on it for a few months. We're going to be doing some fundraising. We actually like, you know, in the, the cryptocurrency space itself is insane. And and one of the things about alt market and the platform we're building to do this is it's 100 percent regulatory compliant to U.S. law. So there are no shady characters. There are no shady tokens that that, that kind of wild west uh, uh, that is the cryptocurrency markets. We're going to gentrify it a little bit and we're going to make it safe for people to come in and put their money into these networks, including the artist networks. And, and that, that, that really, I mean, that's all it's taken time to be honest with you. We've got to go through all kinds. I mean, we are in the middle of the process right now, the sec filings. And, and it's just like homework. I mean, we're, it's just piles of paperwork, but we're slogging through it. You know, we're hoping to have all of our filings done by the first to second week of January. And, and that's when people are really going to start to take notice. Because it's very, very rare that a cryptocurrency company, much less a music company, much less a cryptocurrency music company, uh, makes an SEC filing and makes that filing public. So I, it, it's, it's going to be a huge, uh, we're, you're going to be hearing about this a lot uh, in the next 90 days.
0: So when an artist joins,
1: right, when it gets out there
0: and an the artist first joins up, what establishes the initial value of his, uh, his token? Does he set his own That's, price? Does the, the is there like a like a just a, a price set by like the mechanisms mechanisms of the algorithm, or, or
1: how, how how does the, the uh, initial price get set? We're we're kind of looking at that a little bit. We we understand this is kind of a new concept for folks, and they may not have participated in something like this ever in their entire life. So we're, we're kind of keeping it open. Now we're kind of looking at it in the sense that let's say that you're an artist and you want to have your network wants to have a hundred billion coins on it. And we offer that the, you know, so people just start throwing money in and, and we, it's called a proportional crowd sale, which means the amount of coins you walk away with is directly proportional to the amount of money you put in. So if you put in one percent of the total money raised, you're going to get one percent of the total tokens issued. <laughs> That's kind of a fun way to do it, because if you do it that way, you can raise millions of dollars almost by accident. And 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 we, and I, and I really like that. It's a little bit hard for most folks to grasp because they just used to like you know here's a dollar, give me some. <laughs> but but it, it, that that kind of of sale offering creates this unique, unique uh, um, opportunity for like a breakout artist, for like somebody who just caught on in the crowd sale and ended up raising a million dollars and essentially locked in their career. So, uh, you know, that that kind of thing sound, to me sounds really exciting. And I think that that educating folks on how these crowd sales work for that kind of payoff it, it is worth the investment in time. So we're kind of looking at, while we're building the system, we're, we're kind of looking at the different ways that we can sort of play with it a little bit to make this attractive and, and still allow for these humongous wow factor kind of explosion. So, you know, you put some money into one of these coins, you get the coins when the crowd sale ends, and then the market price is established. So it's either established, you know, through one of these proportional crowd sales or at a fixed price, and then trading begins. And then the market is basically suspended on on, on the on that trading price. And it it's it, if you've never been involved in a in a cryptocurrency launch before, it's always exciting the first time it hits the markets and you see what it does. Because that's that that's really the where the rubber meets the road. And and I, I there's gonna be so much good stuff that comes out of this that, uh, that I, you know, I'm almost hesitant to, to kind of explore what happens from that point forward, because it, it's just magic. It's just absolute magic.
0: It's revolutionary, man. Like, I mean, I came, I, I've come across some things, you know, that I tell my wife, I'm like, man, this looks like, like, they're kind of like doing what Altcoin is doing. Then I look at it and then where, when I go through the site, I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because it's like, nope. basically what I see in the crypto space, like a lot of these different platforms that's aiming at solving the music industry problems and stuff like that they kind of don't get it in the sense that you know music first off they don't provide any value to the music fans you know it's it's no value for the fans they just it's all for the artists saying okay well we're going to protect your rights we're going to make sure you get paid you know and it's like well at the end of the day if you're not building on top of what people already use and you're trying to force them to use a new platform then that platform got to provide value And if the platform doesn't provide value, then you're not going to pull people away from Spotify or iTunes. So even though it's good in theory, you know, in practice, it's harder to pull off to get people to come to a site and say, okay, cool. Well, if you come here and you download your music from here and you stream your music from here at whatever price the artist sets, you know, then if, yeah, that artist gains value, you know, then his token (laughs) on our platform, you know, gains value. And you could trade his token on our platform. And that to me is like,
1: doesn't work. Um, when I well, was and, about- and here's the one thing that, 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 that all these platforms miss is like the one thing that SoundCloud achieved is I can listen to your tunes and then I can build playlists from other people that sound like you. Hmm. But if, if I'm your fan and I go to SoundCloud, you know, there's this other wide range of selection of music that I have that is sounds like you. But if I go on one of these blockchain platforms because I want to listen to you, well, how many times am I going to go back there if there's nothing else for me to listen to? <laughs> like, I appreciate you as a as an artist, and I'm your fan, and I'm trying to support you. But if the only place I can find your music is on this one app, and the only reason I have that app is to listen to you, how often am I really going to listen to it? Mm-hmm. Probably not that much.
0: Yep. Yeah, man. So that's what I appreciated about altcoin when I was looking at say, Okay, well, they're basically just taking the value, like the, the coins are kind of like determined by the value of what the artist got going on elsewhere. So it's like if your Spotify streams spike, if your SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, your touring, all of those different things, if those things spike, then your value or your coin or your token rather spikes. You know, so it's not really trying to pull anybody away from whatever they want to adopt. It's just kind of like monetizing what they're already doing and what's already going on you know so right and it's
1: and it's important to point out you know that the the, the price doesn't go up just because pandora or just because spotify goes up Mm -hmm. but there's a relationship that exists a real causal relationship that exists between the amount of streams that are played and the number of people who would be interested in buying your token Mm -hmm. so like so as the amount of your streams go up, as your monetization in those traditional areas go up, the interest in your brand goes up, which is going to attract people to your token, which in turn will make that go up. Hmm. Now, I know that sounds really complex, but man, that happens like 50,000 times a day in a fraction of a second in millions of people's minds. And, and, and we're kind of distilling that into this one platform. So it's, it, it almost kind of goes with that train of thought. When you explain it, it's a hell of a lot more complicated than how it actually works. I mean, it don't sound too complicated, but I mean, at the end of the day,
0: where all of this stuff from um, like these equations, like when you combine all of this stuff, is its it, is it going to be like fused into almost like a, a ranking of an artist, like you know, we've got these uh, NBA games, like NBA Two K, they rate an artist a seven, they rate a a player a seventy or an eighty or something like that. So would it be like a system where these where artists have like ratings and because of uh, uh 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 potential for uh I guess breakout, where you say okay, well based on all of the data that we're pulling in, this guy has a forty percent chance of success. Or this guy has a 20% chance or something like that. We're going to
1: do, we're going to build, we're we're in the process of constructing what we, and we kind of released this in our white paper about a month or two ago. But we kind of call it the fame rating because people, investors, traders want to be able to gauge the amount of value a random artist has. So we're going to provide some metrics for that to kind of measure the business potential of an artist. And, you know, above your social media, above above your streams, we're actually also going to be including the number of times you're mentioned in the news Mm. and the number of times that you appear in places outside of normal routes of monetization because your fans want to hear about you. They want to know what you're doing. You know, like when, uh, you know, Eminem did not make a damn dime on that diss he did. Uh, of Donald Trump, but not directly, you know, because now suddenly after doing that, that dude made been for an entire day. His name was on the lips of every single, you, you know, uh politically conscious American for an entire day. And, and that, that kind of power, there is money in that. And mm-hmm. that's what we're tapping into. Like if you're an Eminem supporter and you love what he heard, you're, you're, you heard what you, you love what you heard from his mouth. You're going to go out and buy his token and support him because that money is going to go towards putting a career, you know, putting it uh, towards his career. Man, that, uh, you know, that kind of back and forth. Or, and likewise, if, the, if people heard something they didn't hear, they'd dump that to the floor. Yeah. Pull out, you know, so it's, it's real, real time monetary feedback. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, it's, like I said,
0: man, it's revolutionary, man. It's something that's gonna change, uh, be a game changer, man. Uh, and it's something that I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm real anxious to see take off, man. Because, like I said, man, the current
1: situation you and me
0: both it's real crazy. No, you and me
1: both, man. Well, listen, I, I got a mosey on. Thank you so much for the, uh, for the time today. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate
0: you, brother, man. Uh,
1: you, you know, let me know. Uh, if there's anything else I can do for you, because you're one of those folks on, you know, I I ran into you on Twitter and, and you're one of those folks that when they comment on the state of the music industry, that's real shit. Like it, when, when the the things you say about the state of the music industry is literally the state of things out here in LA (laughs) and, and, and that, that kind of, that kind of insight, man, that that's gold. You know, you, man. uh, you, you, what you're doing is excellent. Keep it up.
0: Thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. And you just keep dropping knowledge on Bitcoin and the crypto space on Twitter. I watch you. I know you got a lot of haters out there, man, but I love it, man. I love hey, it. if you don't have haters, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, pretty much. That's the way it goes, man.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Thanks a lot, man.
0: All right, man. You have a good one, bro. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.